You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the World Cup Minute, day 13. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Lucky 13, Josh, I would say. And it's good to see you in a suit and tie. You're still at an undisclosed location. But yes, uh, we, we fixed your audio today. Apologies <laughs> yeah. for the, the swirling <laughs> air conditioning you could hear in the background and uh, day 12 of the World Cup Minute. But we have finally done it, Josh. We reached the end of the yep. group stage Yes. Uh, you know, if anybody wanted to see what the greatest nations in the world's B squads look like, uh, today was a banner day. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, we saw we saw some favorites for Brazil, particularly for Premier League fans like Gabriel Martinelli, Bruno Gamarish. Gamarish uh, put on kind of a, a Lukaku highlight film. Uh, he he watched the Lukaku highlights yesterday. A lot of misses, but it was yeah. it was crazy to see. I felt like uh, so R- active. Yeah, Ronaldo was the same way. I mean, it looks like he he missed a, a, a ton of chances today as well. I'm not even sure why they wheeled him out there for that match. I guess just so he can score goals. Just the way he he bends all light around him. Like the, this team is yes. not allowed to move forward uh, as a, as yeah. a nation until uh, he leaves. I guess yeah. so. That must be fun. Uh, for their supporters. Yeah. I guess they love him, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. From well, an outside yeah. perspective, I'm like, get rid of this guy. <laughs> sure, yeah, we're, we're kind of done uh, spending time and energy uh, trying to calibrate that Ronaldo conversation. We shouldn't start off in such a cynical tone, True. though. That's certainly True. my True. fault. The best moment of the day for me was the final whistle with South Korea and all of the South Korean players in tears with the fans, with joy, still with it all hanging in the balance with Uruguay trying to go for a third goal to upset again the group. But just to see how much it meant to that team um, felt really special and unique. It was great. I mean, this this World Cup has just been so, so fantastic, honestly, from, I mean, you know, the, the, the matches themselves, I should say, obviously I'll be, we don't need to talk about the stuff that's been talked about it to death around around the World Cup. But in terms of the games and the late stage drama, late match drama, um, I just don't know what else you could possibly ask for. You have enough enough serious yeah. contenders that made their way through, enough should have been contenders that didn't to make things sort of dramatic. A couple of late wins obviously doesn't get much later than than South Korea's uh, goal in the 91st minute today, as you were just referencing. And so it's been it's been terrific. I mean, I you know I think that um, you know congrats to South Korea, another club kind of in this. Um, I, you know, in that Australia, I, I mean, they're not quite Australia levels, but I, I don't, they weren't heavily favored, certainly, to come out of that group. And so it's an impressive, uh, impressive, you know, impressive for them to get yeah. into round 16. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and like late drama that um, that was exciting, but uh, amounted to nothing in the end was Abubakar's goal for Cameroon, yeah. where it was unclear whether Cameroon thought they had just sent themselves into the knockout stages. Abubakar definitely went above and beyond with the celebration and tore his shirt off and it was promptly a given a, card. a handshake and a see you later red card from yeah. the referee. Kind of a but, shrugging, um, a shrugging yeah, red from the ref. <laughs> like, I like that. He's just like, yeah, sorry, man. You know, and he seemed yeah. fine with it. I think they didn't think they were. I think <laughs> yeah, they knew. I think they knew they weren't going through yeah. it because he um, when he got the red card, he was like he like he like laughed and was fine with it. So I think they yeah. kind of knew it was right. more of a, uh, a moral victory. Yeah, a moral victory and one that can be overlooked. Um, you know, these this is not the World Cup group stages. This tournament, this 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 stage of the tournament are the World Cup finals. They're in the finals. Cameroon right. has come to the finals and they gave their uh, nation a win against the tournament favorites. Apart yeah. from progressing from the group, that's really as good as it gets as a Cameroonian. I mean, you know, yeah. not not to uh, belittle what it would be to be a Cameroonian fan. You want your team to advance, but yeah, like good on them. Like I'm all yeah. I'm all for the Pyrrhic victories these days. You know, the older <laughs> I get, Josh, yeah. I think you can. Relate. It's take take your wins where you can get them. I think that's I think that's exactly right. And um, and congrats to Serbia as well, another country that. Um, or, excuse me, not Serbia, Switzerland, uh, Serbia. Learn how to play better defense, yeah. guys. I mean, geez, you know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, five goals conceded. Yeah. Well, no, six yeah, goals yeah, conceded yeah. in the last two matches. Not great. Yeah, Bob. very disappointing yeah. tournament for Serbia. Yep. I I thought, like, the first half of that Serbia-Switzerland game was uh, lively to um, sort of understate it. It was back and forth, and it looked like Serbia really had their plan down when they went, Two one up. I thought, okay, yeah. like these are two two good goals Great scored by Serbia. They've got the uh, nah. oh, absolutely sensational. Totally agree. But ultimately, Switzerland was able to produce what is probably my favorite goal of the tournament so far: the Froiler goal that was a Shakiri dink into the box, back heel, and Froiler slots it's it really nice, beautifully away. Um, yeah, that that's one for the like. You know, the technicians yeah. as opposed to the, you know, people like you, Josh, who love the screamers. You're more of a screamer guy. Well, I love a, I love a, like the Grealish goal. I mean, you know, some, there are, it's true that some of the greatest goals um, are not about the finish. Right. It's about everything that led up to the finish. Yeah. And so I I agree. Right. I, I thought that was right. also a spectacular goal. I mean, again, this is what this is why this has been such a great World Cup from a from a match to match standpoint, because we just had so many great goals. And even even today, I mean, that that Mitchell header is like out of a textbook, like you could not get the ball on top yeah. of your head and redirect it with less energy. It was like the most efficient, perfect headed goal, right? It was just, just, yeah. r- just bounced off at the perfect angle, un- undefendable. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, it really was. And it, the, yeah. the match, just to round out, I guess, that discussion, the match j- didn't disappoint as far as um, like the tension and and all that. And of course, I yeah. saw the football ramble tweeted that, you know, surely when the game is over and uh, and if Jaka hasn't gotten a yellow card yet. He's going to go in just to get one for himself for fun. And yeah, he one did. For me. He created yeah. A, yeah. A, a huge brawl. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that match did not disappoint. Yeah. So, yeah, he probably did. Anything probably else from the day that there's, stood out for you? 
Uh, no, I think that I think we're pretty much pretty much there. I was going to say, uh, well, I don't need to make a reference to Jaka and uh, match fixing uh, or yellow card fixing again, Brennan. That's 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 you can look it up. It's out there. That's that's that. So, no, I think I think we're good on day 13. Obviously, Brazil went through despite despite the loss. They won their group despite the loss. Um, and so uh, there was really not a lot for them to play for. And uh, the, the bracket is now set. So we have matches. uh all weekend, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we have two matches per day. Uh, t- just a, a very, very, very brief uh, rundown of the bracket here, Brandon. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Netherlands and the U.S. play in the morning. Argentina and Australia play in the afternoon. Uh, Sunday, you've got England, Senegal, and the English are like looking past Senegal already. Let's talk about resting players for that match. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure that won't come back to haunt them. This like a display of extreme. Hubris, but uh, and then France, Poland. I, I should like blame the English supporters who are who are typically pretty um, cautious in their approach. But the like Gary Lineker was talking about yeah. who should be rested uh, for the next round's match, and I just I think that's uh, pretty pretty dumb. Also, the idea that Kyle Walker can contain Kylian Mbappe is is kind of patently ridiculous in my opinion but this is the same gary lineker who put marcus rashford in his team of the year last year right like he does he just doesn't watch matches i don't think so anyway uh i could go on about my, my <laughs> oh, lineker here thoughts. we go all right uh, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh so then france france poland play on uh on sunday and uh and then monday we've got japan croatia brazil uh, uh south korea and uh, Tuesday, Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. So it's a lot. I mean, just a fun 16. It's a it's a, a very unusual mix. And some of the teams that made it through just created some really interesting matches. I mean, I think the um, that South Korea match with um, with well, that one should be interesting. I guess I you know the one before that and on Monday, the Japan Croatia, I think will be a lot of fun. And um, obviously tomorrow's matches are both extremely interesting. I think that um, Netherlands U.S. I mean, what do you think? Let's just get right into it right now because we're, we're Americans. What are your thoughts going into tomorrow's yep. Netherlands-U.S. match? I feel good. Uh, Pulisic was passed as fit to play tomorrow. So, uh, you know, Josh Sargent, I think, is the other American that's on was on the injury list. But, um, I mean, he seems interchangeable with Haji Wright. Gosh, Haji yeah. Wright started a- in the nine... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not really a big deal. This is um, this is more. Burhalter for the U.S. is using the number nine more to create shape than he is relying on on that person to actually score goals. So whatever, put a put a paper bag uh, up there. Um, a paper bag that wouldn't be that would just blow around. I don't know why I thought about that. It's an American beauty. I reference. think it's I again like the <laughs> what I what I keep coming back to with the U.S. is it is down to that midfield and on the our our midfield of McKinney, Tyler Adams, and Musa um, have been so brilliant this entire tournament. Yeah. And they just need to keep going. They need to keep pushing and controlling the ball. Wouldn't we've been able to possess and control the tempo? And when we do that, that's good. Now, you know, I we haven't uh, faced a midfielder like Nigel Jajong yet, um, and um, you know, he's he like has his good days and his bad days. I so I don't know. Am I predicting? I, I'm predicting a two-one U.S. victory just to demonstrate how kind of bullish I am. Uh, I saw Ben Me Ben Me in The Athletic today. This is a weird one. Ben Me, a British central defender at, um, at uh, Brentford, wrote an article in The Athletic about what the U.S. has to do to contain Cody Gakpo. 
So um, it's unstoppable. I mean, the, the con the content for the World Cup is out there in in every every respect. I mean, what do what do you think is going to happen? I mean, what what do you not, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? What do you you know what what sh- what needs to happen for the U.S. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, uh, I think we need to be able to score more than one goal. That's that's my concern. I don't... I. You know, I'd kind of like to see Wea start up front and, and Rea on Reina on the on the right, and that's actually really really go for it. I mean, Virgil Van Dyke is just going to be a really hard player for us to 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 deal with. Uh, you know, as as we're sort of set up, and, and Reina's got a lot of size and power. I sort of like him in there um, to help with that. But I I don't think uh, Berhalter is going to do that because I think he's going to be too afraid of, of Netherlands attack. I'm not really sure he needs to though because. Um, and under Van Hall, I mean, they're just not going to—they're not going to open things up and really go for it. That's just not his style ever. So, um, you know, I think this could be like a, a one-nil Netherlands win, something like that—a one-one match that goes to that goes to extra time. Um, I could see that, or you know, maybe goes to pens. Um, I see it being a fairly low-scoring affair. Um, I I think that there's there's just a lot I I don't know maybe I'm just I'm just blinded by some of the stars on Netherlands I mean even even if it's not the most the starriest Netherlands team ever I think that I mean Gakpo is it really has been kind of unstoppable in this tournament so far um, despite the fact that neither you or I probably could identify him uh, in a crowded room uh, before this uh, this World Cup took place um, mm-hmm. you know De Jong is brilliant and or uh, frequently brilliant and and Van Dyke despite a small dip uh, is certainly uh, one of the world's greatest center backs as well so there's just you know there's a strong spine to this team and so uh i I agree i think our midfield is strong i just worry about whether we can score enough to win this game but like you said i think i think there is something to be said for the way we've set up in this kind of with with the forward as kind of the like olivier Giroud style uh when france won the world cup back in 2018 right the sort of the forward that that which is what which was what sergeant had been doing you know sort of for a forward who does some hold up play and then creates um, some opportunities for the wingers, in this case, uh, Weah mm-hmm. and Pulisic to, to go through and, and create some chances. So I think, I think they'll have some chances. I just, um, I don't know, I think they have to get a little bit lucky, and I think that's fine. I, you know, I think, um, so I guess I sort of side with the betting favorites, or I mean, the, the betting, the bookies, right, who think that the Netherlands are something like a 65% chance, um, which is not, I mean, that's, that's you know, need I remind you, Brandon, um, one, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm referencing this, but 
538 gave Donald Trump a 30% chance of winning the 2016 election. Everyone has, you know, oh, okay. <laughs> that over over the years that has been that has been used to accuse 538 of being wrong about the election, but 30% for anyone who understands anything about math is actually quite a strong chance. That is that is you, <laughs> yeah. you know, that is really very reasonable. It's roughly one in three chances, uh, you know, give or take a, a few mm-hmm. percentage points. Um, and so if the US can win one out of three, then why not, why not go into tomorrow feeling Cautiously optimistic. I mean, we're gonna, we're going to win one out of three of them, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, and we're playing we're playing very confident. Totally. Our defense has been good. So let's let's go. Yeah, I'm inserting the Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance GIF uh, at at this moment in the conversation. So I I think it I think it's going to be a tight game and perhaps a better game than Argentina Australia, but that's. That's that's selling Australia short, a team that has finished the group stage really strong. And Argentina have been they haven't really met expectations good as they've been. So I was feeling like Argentina in their third match started to hit a bit of a stride. All the players around Messi were starting to play uh, better and contribute more, uh, which is is going to be concerning to Australia. Um but who would you who would you rather play, Josh? Uh, if you're if America is lucky enough to get past Netherlands, you've got two options. You can either uh, play Australia, which is a dream come true for you, Josh, um, Australia head that you are, um, or we could play Argentina, led by Messi, and that would raise the commercial view of the game to the stratosphere here in the U.S. Like I. I don't think we could stress enough how much coverage that match would get, how the the major viewership that match would get uh, if Americans find out we're playing against Lionel Messi in the World Cup Finals. God, well now you're now you're uh, putting me in a tough spot because there's the tension between. As a fan, I would rather much rather play Australia. Like. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I just want, I just want to keep winning. I, yeah, assuming we win tomorrow, uh, then yes, I'd, I'd rather play Australia and just get further ahead. As somebody who has just gone from nine hours in a conference floor to record a daily podcast with you, such as my love for the always cheating brand and our, <laughs> and our, and our, you know, sort of place in the world of American soccer uh, slash football, I, uh, I think you're right that it would be a, a massively viewed, massively hyped, massively attended thing that would only lift U.S. soccer. So I, I feel a great tension there, but I, I will answer as a fan, uh, which is that I would rather play Australia. Like, <laughs> give me give me the, the higher percentage chance of winning. I want to see the U.S. in the, in the semifinals of the World Cup. Come on. But... That is very unlikely, I think, because even though we have we have consistently underrated Australia, it is just going to be very, 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 very difficult for them to beat uh, Argentina tomorrow. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm happy for Australian listeners to correct me, but they had their last win against Denmark, who uh, had basically already packed their bags to go home, and it's still a mystery that people are trying to figure out why. Denmark's form fell off a cliff since the Euros and why they just didn't show up for this tournament. Yeah. And prior to that, prior to that, it was a, a tetchy match with uh, Tunisia. So, you know, as far as draws go, it's been kind of an ease, easier path for Australia. I mean, credit to them for, for taking it. But 
um, yeah, I, I, I suspect that Australia is going to meet the end of the road. And I mean, with players just like quit predicting on Argentina. <laughs> yeah, we should probably just Maybe. quit predicting Australia losses, though. They've been proving us wrong time and again. Yeah, this is like Ken Ken Early on the Second Captains podcast, continually predicting that Real Madrid is going out of the Champions League last season until they finally win it and Karim Benzema walks away with the Ballon d'Or. So, um, yeah, it's a mugs game. It's a mugs game. But it, it's going to be great. I'm going to be up at, uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, to watch the U.S. I'm wishing you luck, Josh, uh, to find a quiet corner on, in the exhibit floor. To, yeah, I will. Uh, to watch. I've already, I've already, and, I've already uh, talked to my colleagues about it, and I'm blocking out some time, at least for the second half. So that's nice. I cannot block yeah, away, not right. block out two hours, sadly, but I can do an hour. So that's what I'm going to do. Are you going to watch the match anywhere in New York? Are you going to go out and see it? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to get together with our friend Trevor uh, somewhere in the city. It's going to rain, um, so it can go either way. A day like this. Now in a in a quieter footballing nation like America, sometimes the rain might just keep people away, keep them at home, or the rain might just send people indoors uh, to bars everywhere. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get together with uh, one of our good friends and, and uh, whoop it up. Sounds I mean, Trevor great. might be a good luck charm, Josh, because you watched the, uh, the Iran-Iran game with Trevor in I which did. the U.S. won. So we got to keep this. True. We got to keep him around as a mascot. That's true. Yeah. So uh, well, good. All right. Well, I, I'm jealous, but I'm, I'm excited that you guys get to watch that together. I, you know, it'll be a unique. I'll, I'll never forget the day that I snuck out of a conference to watch the U.S. play Netherlands. So that'll always uh, stick in my head in a in a funny way too. So thanks everyone for listening, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll we'll be back tomorrow to talk about uh, what happens. So uh, thanks all. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.